Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson.
Can't nobody do me like you, Jesus. Can't nobody do me like you, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, man. Come on. It's already mine. Come on, y'all. My God. Can't nobody do me like you, Jesus. This song has been in my spirit continuously for the last couple of days. There's nobody that can do me like Jesus. There's none greater than Jesus. There's no one more powerful than Jesus. There's no one more kind, more loving. Isaiah 53 and 5 says to us, he was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. Come on now. He was wounded for our transgressions. Come on now. Who else? Who else would take your place on? Who else would take your place on the cross? Oh my God. Who else would stand in the midst of adversity and still say, nevertheless? My God. Who would still stand in the, the face of adversity? And still say, nevertheless, Father, ooh, come on now. My God, that's some strong love, baby. That's some strong love. Nevertheless, Father, ooh, thank you for the nevertheless. Thank you for the nevertheless. Thank you for the nevertheless. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Father. Nevertheless, not your will. Ooh, my God, I thank you. Thank you for the nevertheless. Nevertheless, not your will, not my will, Lord God, not my will, but your will be done. That is a Jesus worth celebrating. Come on, y'all. That is a Jesus worth, my God, glorifying. That is a Jesus worth exalting. That is a Jesus worth telling about all throughout the earth. Why? Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nevertheless, that just did something for me. Nevertheless, knew he was about to be tormented. Knew he was about to be ripped open. Knew he was about to be persecuted. Knew he was about to be spat upon. Because the prophecy in Isaiah and all the other prophets had already told this story. Can you imagine that you know you're going to die? And how you're going to die? And because of your love, ooh, that you tell you tell the father, you know what? Nevertheless, nevertheless, come on, y'all. Nevertheless, my God, nevertheless. That's why this morning, can't nobody do me like you, Jesus. Can't nobody do you do me like you, Jesus. Can't nobody treat me like you, Jesus. Oh my God. And when I get um, a conclusion or an understanding, oh, come on, y'all, of the finished works of the cross. Come on now, of the finished works of the cross. When I really get understanding of what kind of power that is, oh, my God, that he finished it all at the cross. 
that just even fills me up and reminds me I'm sealed to the day of redemption. Oh my God. And all power in heaven and earth is in his hand. And that encourages me. And that reminds me that no matter what is presented, what it looks like, what is happening, what is going on, what this world is saying, what's for me was already finished at the cross. Ooh, come on now. What's for me was already finished at the cross. Can you put that in the comments today? What's for me was already finished at the cross. Father God, thank you. What's for us was already finished at the cross. It was sealed. It was done. And then the Lord tells us in Philippians 1 and 6, guess what? He's going to complete us. When you can get revelation, like real revelation, understanding, oh my God, Jesus finished this thing that I'm not incomplete. I'm not lacking anything. He already gave me Holy Spirit. Oh, come on now. I'm sealed to the day of redemption. All that I need is on the inside of me. He already took every sickness, every disease. He took depression. He took all of that to the cross. That's the kind of father we have. And that's the obedience of Jesus Christ, Ooh, who we are joint heir, who sits at the right hand of our father. And then we sit outside of him. My God, that revelation right there is so powerful. That revelation right there will transform your negative stinking thinking woo, to a more glorious thinking. Oh my God. That reminds me, I don't lack anything. That reminds me, I don't need other things to complete me. Come on. Oh my God. That sabotages every plot and every plan of the enemy against my life. Why? Because it's all finished at the cross. Come on now. It's all finished at the cross. My God, I thank you, Lord God, that we get divine revelation today that it is all finished at the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ. If this is your very first time logging on with us this morning, thank you for being here. Thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you guys. Um, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna give a little bit more to uh some things Judah shared last night. Thank you guys for allowing Judah to sit in the big chair um, and share with you from his heart. Um, he was still so full of the Holy Spirit last night. Um, he came out the shower and he just began to minister to me. And he just began to minister to Josiah. And I could tell that the spirit of the Lord was on him because he would not release. He could not let up. And he just kept saying, mom, I got to share one more thing with you. Mom, I got to share one more thing with you. Mom, I got to share. Mom, mom I got to share. Mom, I got to share one more thing with you. And I was just like, he was ministering to me until, um, until he was ministering to me until he went to bed. And it just sat in my spirit all night long. Like, it was just so powerful. And I'm like, this kid has revelation. And he was saying to me last night, he says, mother, the problem is we still don't understand doors. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, if we really understood doors, right, then we, we would know how precious are 
the keys that God has given us. Come on now. How precious are the keys that God has given us? And we would understand even when we walk into the wrong door. Come on, y'all. That God's grace is there and sufficient enough to give us an opportunity. Come on now. To give us an opportunity and another chance. Come on, y'all. To do this different. So I want to get into the word today. I don't want to hold you up today. Do me a favor. Go share the video. Um, it was so it was so powerful. He just kept going. He just still kept going. So I'm going to share a few things with you this morning. I want to elaborate a little bit more because we have been talking about keys. And you guys, um, we have been sharing what what how important these keys were. And it's funny because he talked about how keys, um, how doors open at every different level. He was just talking to me about how doors open at every different level. So last week I showed you some things, share with you some things about keys. I want to give you a little bit, a little bit more about keys. And I want you to take possession of what God is saying to us, reminding yourself that keys are used to unlock doors. Come on, y'all. Keys are unused to unlock doors. We have keys to the kingdom that unlock door. The first key that God revealed to us that unlocks the door is our salvation. So when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that gives us all access to heaven. Come on now. That gives us all access to heaven. You got to pause and stop and think about that Jesus is your master key. Oh my God. Thank you, Father. That Jesus is your master key that opens up heaven in your life. This is not something that you have to try to make happen. This is not something that you try to position or that you have to beg God for. This is what comes with heaven. This is what comes with Jesus. This is what comes with the finished work of the cross. Jesus is the master key. Jesus is the master key. So if Jesus is the master key, why do we spend all this effort and time trying to work for what already belongs to us? Let me say it one more time. Why do we spend all the effort and time trying to work for what already belongs to us? When when heaven, when Jesus was accepted, when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, It opened up the master key. It opened up heaven. It opened up all its benefits. Oh, my God. That's not a conditional promise. This is the truth. This is the word. This is it. So when Jesus starts talking to Peter, what he had in mind in this passage are the doors to the kingdom of heaven. What he had in mind was the foundation of the church. What he was trying to get them to get revelation of was the that thy kingdom come, you know, of Matthew 6, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy king, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. He was trying to get us to get revelation. Understand, when you accept me as Lord and Savior, you unlocked and you are given and granted all access to heaven then why do we spend so much time working for what belongs to us? Come on now. 
Why do we spend so much time working for what belongs to us? Why are we not believing? Oh, come on now. And receiving, because that's what the word said, believe and receive. That's what the scripture said. Come on now, Mark 11 and 24. Come on, Mark, we'll start at the 21st to 22nd verse. It says, I'm back up. There's the barren fig tree. He says, truly, I tell you, Jesus replied. Remember, he had cursed the fig tree. He said, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to the mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it'll happen. If you believe, you receive whatever you ask for in prayer. What? Come on now. If you believe, you receive. Oh, come on now. If I believe, I receive, right? So if I'm not on the receiving end, and I'm not saying sometimes things are not delayed. I'm not saying sometimes it takes things a, a minute to manifest, but we have got to begin to ask ourselves, have I really paused? Oh, come on, y'all. Have I really paused to believe and receive? Have I really paused to believe and receive? Remember, James tells us a double-minded man or a woman is unstable in all their ways. Well, when I believe I receive, baby, it ain't no instability in the kingdom. Oh, come on now. It's not no, it's not no broken promises in the kingdom. It's it's not a it's not a it's not a a lack in the kingdom. Why? Because God tells us all the time, I shall supply all your needs. He says, My God shall supply. He's clear over there to tell us in Philippians, God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Well, guess what? Healing is a need of yours. Hey, especially when he reminds us in the word, Isaiah 53 and 5. He was bruised for your iniquity, chastised for my peace, and by your stripes, he are healed. Healing is a need of yours. Woo! So if I'm not unlocking this healing, then I've got to just stand steadfast in this word until I understand this, this is already a key given to me. This is already the foundation of the church. This is already the exceedingly abundantly above all that we desire, could ask, could think of even more. Oh, come on now. You got to see this. These are the keys. These are the keys. So Jesus said, he says, unless one's born again, he'll not see the kingdom of heaven. Well, when you accept Jesus Christ, guess what? You're born again. You're born again. You're born again. And even if you make a mistake, oh my gosh, this is what repentance is for. My God. And if it's something that it's been difficult for you to overcome, this is the message of grace where I've got to begin to receive the grace. Romans 8 reminds me, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The, the, the point of condemnation, the whole thing is a joy stealer. It's a robber. The point of condemnation is to steal from you your peace to make you feel like you got to work for what God has promised you. And you got to second guess what God has said. Yes, God does require us to be obedient. Yes, God is looking for us to be obedient. But can I tell you as well, God extends and gives and offers us grace. And when we get a kingdom mindset to understand our faith, woo, come on, y'all. Somebody say my faith, our faith. Oh, my God, my 
Faith is the activity I need to unlock the things of heaven. Oh my God. Um, I was, somebody was sharing a testimony with me of just different breakthroughs that were happening in their lives and happening with their family. And I know how long they've been praying for their family and they've been praying for restoration in their family and it didn't happen overnight. And they didn't put trust and hope in themselves. What they put trust and hope in was the love of the father. Remember we learned the other day that love is a key. Love is a supernatural key that will unlock doors that just don't make sense. Oh my God. That's why the scripture says all the laws are hung in love. Oh my God. The love will tear down strongholds. Love will tear down mindsets. Um, Love will transform, my God, the brokenhearted. Because that's what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. He loved us. Oh, come on, y'all. He loved us so much. He loved us so, he loved us so much. The evidence of who he is, is love. So when he's here, we say, okay, we got these keys. We got these keys and we have the context of these keys. And here he is telling us your keys will unlock spiritual doors and do things you've never been seen before. Then that means this is where we have to increase our faith. This is where we have to increase our faith. Part of the gospel message is that faith is necessary. Ooh, my God. Faith isn't, faith isn't optional. Faith isn't optional. Faith is necessary. Ooh, my God. It's necessary. Faith is, faith is a must. Faith is the master key that unlocks it all. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And this whole chapter is just a hall of fame for those that lived in faith, Noah, who when warned about things not yet seen, come on now, in godly fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that can only come by faith. This can only happen by faith. My God, this can't happen in your own strength. This can't happen in your own power to manifest, to receive your benefit for healing, to manifest and receive your benefit of your family being restored. Come on now. Manifest and see your health being restored. Manifest and see your family change. You walk in your purpose. All of that is by faith. That's not by nothing else. It's by faith. Like we're looking for some, this formula. And guess what? The formula is faith. The, The formula is faith. It's faith. It's not like we still, we'll get our spooky spirits. Okay, well, you know. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this multiple times. I'm going to say this 30 times. Our confessions that we do every day are not magic. The confessions build us up in the word. Woo! Come on now. So that we can grow in our faith and begin to live according to what the kingdom of God says, right? According to what the kingdom of God has given us, according to the authority 
that's been given us in Christ Jesus. Say that I have to live according to the authority that's given me in Christ Jesus. First Corinthians 2 and 14 tells me I'm not going to be able to do this by my flesh. This has got to be done by the spirit. That's another point I want to give you today. The kingdom don't make sense to the flesh. I'm shaking my head. The kingdom don't make sense to the flesh. The kingdom don't make sense to the flesh. How else when a God tells you to love your enemy? Woo! When he tells you things like turn the other cheek. When he tells them, tells you things like do good to those that despitefully uses you. Ooh. When he's telling you all the, all everything hangs itself on love. But when you're dealing with people who are unlovely and God is saying, no, if you'll saturate your, your, your presence, if you'll stay in, in the love zone, if you'll stay in that door, if you'll use the key of love, it'll unlock the hard places. Come on, y'all. That takes a faith. That takes a, I'm going to trust God beyond my flesh. That takes a, come on now, just sit here and imagine that we were in a circumstance or a situation and somebody sped on you. Somebody sped on you. Somebody and sped on you. And you hear the Lord say to you, walk away. Just, just walk, just walk away. Just, just walk away. Just walk away from the circumstance. Just walk away from the situation. Don't address the issue. I need you to just walk away. That takes <laughs> that takes a level of faith. That takes a level of strength. That takes a level of maturity. That takes a level of confidence and trust in the Holy Spirit and what God is saying to you in this circumstance or this situation. I remember one time I was working with at-risk youth and we had a little boy who we were, we had, we knew how to control them and all this other stuff, but we had just got him in. He was really high rate, irritated, um, off the chart. We were trying to get him calm down. He turns around and he and spat in my face. And everything inside of me was like, oh my God, this little boy just spat in my face. But because of where I was, God was like, no, you know, first of all, you at work. Two, these are the rules. Hold on to it. So I had to pause myself, pause my flesh, and hold on to trust God to vindicate this situation. And then God just started revealing to me all his damage, all his hurt, all the things that he had been through, all the difficult times that he had had, had bubbled up in that fact when he spit on me. And what he needed from me was way more than me to knock him out. And to lose my job, what God needed me to demonstrate to him was for me to demonstrate grace, for me to demonstrate love, for me to demonstrate his power. Well, guess what that takes? That takes faith. That takes faith. That takes faith. That takes a press 
that takes an understanding that if I trust the word over than I trust my flesh, then my God will deal with it. He will deal with it. My God will deal with it. My God will handle it. And just be realistically, most of us, and when it comes to that level of love, that's where it becomes difficult for us to extend ourselves in a level of faith. When God is saying to you, I'll vindicate you. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I don't want you to avenge yourself. I need you to sit back. I need you to chill. And I promise you, I'll restore you. I promise you, whatever money they stole from you, I promise you, I'll give you more than that back. I promise you, if they got over in business, I promise you, I'm going to increase and give you more than you can ever imagine if you trust me, right? That's the level of faith it takes to unlock the kingdom in our lives. Oh my God. It's not a trust in my flesh. It's a trust in the context of the word. It's the trust that God has granted me access to heaven through the righteousness of Christ Jesus. But this also tells me that if it's in the word, it can't be impossible. Come on, y'all. Say that. If it's in the word, it cannot be impossible. And I think that's what we do often. We make things impossible. But if the Lord has presented it to us in the word, come on now, then it's got to be possible. It's got to be possible. He will give us the strength to walk in these heavenly places. He will give us the strength to use the keys. So the key of faith, the key of love, come on now, the key of Christ Jesus. Oh my God. This key of faith that says, you know what? I will put more trust in my word than I will put in you stealing from me and me trying to vindicate myself and me trying to take you to court when the Lord is like, no, I don't even take them to court. I I got something for it. I'm going to deal with it. I will put more trust in you versus, versus, versus me putting my trust in anything else. So if it's in the word, it can't be impossible. You have to start training your mindset in the word to understand that everything is written that's written in the word is for us and can be done by us. Woo! My God. With the help of the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, my God, everything that's in the word can be done for us, can be done by us with the help of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. We just spend too much time trying to handle the responsibility of most things in the flesh. And God is like, no, I sent you the word, which come on now is a key. I sent you the word that will open up biblical doors, that will give you biblical understanding, that will give you the strength, that will unlock things for you, that will put you in a place, right? Because keys indicate authority, right? So if we have the same authority in Christ Jesus, guess what? Those keys are more important than anything than on our flesh. 
My God, those keys are more important than anything in our flesh. And it's time for us to start rising up and seeing that and seeing that as being possible and seeing ourselves as already winners because of what has been done at the cross. Oh, my God. So remember when we were growing up, we were saying faith is the key. Or what was the little song we used to sing? Um, faith is the key. Or faith, um, some prayer is the key. Faith unlocks the door, right? Absolutely right. Well, that's more than just a cute little verse in the song. Once we release a prayer of faith, right? Right? Once we release the prayer, faith is the thing that unlocks it. That I believe I receive. Ooh, thank you, Lord. That I believe I receive when I pray. That I believe I receive. That I trust what God is saying to me is the final answer. And that he is going to have the final say-so. And that I trust him to vindicate me more than I trust anything else. That's good. That's good. I told y'all I'm going to get us down to the 45-minute mark. My God, that's good. That's so good. Thank you, for so Holy Spirit, for reminding us that faith is our key. So if you're still struggling, and we all struggle with exercising our faith in particular areas, guess what we got to do? We got to spend more time building up ourselves in the word. This is not where we back down. This is not where we back down because what happens is our flesh will begin to make excuses. Our flesh will begin to put us in places where we'll find ourselves not really being obedient to God because we haven't gotten everything figured out on the other side. Well, that isn't how faith works. Faith, you're not gonna, that's not trust. If you could figure out everything and then go, it wouldn't be faith. God is asking you to trust him. Ooh. God is saying to you, I need you to trust me. God is saying, I need you to trust me in your love walk. God is saying, I need you to trust me in your finances. God is saying, I need you to trust me with your purpose. God is saying, I need you to trust me with your business. Well, faith, faith unlocks what you need next. Ooh. Not a well-scripted out plan. We're, we're well sometimes wait on, we're waiting like, like God is like, we're going to, you know, I'm waiting on everything to line up. And the Lord is like, that ain't how faith works. I need you to be like Noah. I need you to start building this boat, whether or not it makes sense to you or not. Ooh, 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 my God, my God, my God. My God, but you got to stay in faith. It can be a little faith or the faith the size of mustard seed, or we were all dealt an unmeasured faith, but you got to stay in faith. It's not enough to pray, pray a prayer and then come out of faith. It's almost like starting the process all over again. Ooh. Starting all over again, trying to figure it all out again. Once you rescind or back down or start asking, Maybe God didn't really say that. Or maybe do that. Brandy, that's the perfect thing to ask. Lord, increase my faith. <laughs> say it. Everybody should say that. Lord, increase my faith. 
Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith and ask him, help you with his unbelief. Because when God asks you to do things, they're not impossible. He's just waiting to see how much will you trust him. And then a test comes, right? Not a temptation. A test always comes. A test will always come. Yeah, Lord, increase my faith. Come on now. Lord, increase my faith. That's all you got to ask him. Look, Lord, increase my faith and ask him, help me with my unbelief. Any spaces where I may have unbelief, help me with my unbelief. That's it. That's all for today. I think that's good. I think that's enough for us to chew on. I think that's enough for us to say, you know what, daddy? We need to spend more time, oh my gosh, in a position and a place where we're meditating on your word for your promises and that we don't shrink back in faith because faith is what's going to unlock the door for us. Faith is what's going to unlock our healing. Faith is what's going to unlock the promises of God that we trust God. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if we will be honest, most of us have been way more reliant on ourselves than that we've allowed God to move in our lives the way that he would love to. Imagine you limiting God's possibilities for you. My God, Lord, do not allow me to limit what you're trying to make possible for me. Do not allow me to limit what you imagine you limiting God's possibilities. God is like, I'm trying to take you here, but you're in a position and a place where because you're thinking so small in your dreams or your aptitude for what's next, that you won't let him show out and be God. And God is like, oh my gosh, I got the vision. I got the dream. You're my dream inside of a dream. Woo! So if you're my dream inside of a dream, I want to make this happen for you. You just got to trust me with the dream. You got to trust the fact that I'm going to provide, I'm going to protect, and I'm going to do absolutely everything that I said I would because you are my dream within a dream. That is so powerful. You are my dream within a dream. Oh, my God. So when you are his dream within a dream, guess what? He'll align your purpose. He'll align your destiny. He'll align what he's called you into. But guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to step out your uncomfortable places, your comfortable places. Because a lot of times when we're in comfortable places, we justify why we don't want to move forward or why we won't take the steps. And it's really fear. It's really lack of understanding. It's really lack of trust. And it's not an area we're built up in faith. And it'll pull us into disobedience after a while, especially when God keeps saying, hey, I need you to trust me with this. This is my perfect plan for your life. So Lord, increase my faith. Oh my God. And help me with my unbelief. That's so powerful. Lord, increase my faith and Lord, help me with my unbelief. 
That's so, so, so powerful. Because it's not enough for us to just ask him for it. We've got to be willing to obey and do exactly what he's asking us to do. Woo! Oh my God. What if one yes could turn your whole world into a whole different, my God, place. Oh my God. Lord, we thank you. Oh, two things. One, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I need you to do that now. This is how you start. This is how you unlock your faith. This is how you grow in faith. This is how the Holy Spirit begins to minister to you. Just repeat after me, dear Jesus. I'm asking you to come into my heart. I'm in need of a savior. Ooh, please take away my sin. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Second thing is, and thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer of faith, please send us an email, info at justbeingalmj.com. And what we're going to do is send you some materials. Second thing is, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner or to give to this ministry, please send us an email. And, uh, no, go log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. Let's get our confessions in for today. Woo, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for increasing our faith. Thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for blessing those that give. My God, thank you for blessing those that give, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for opening new doors. We thank you, Father God, for opening up new, ter new territory for us all so that we can do more for your glory. My God, bless the work of our hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Like, I just excited when I came to confession. I was laughing at myself because every time I'm confessing, I'm grinning so hard. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Let's confess. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I have died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper and everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things. On purpose that my mouth shall not transgress, I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. Woo, thank you, Lord. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. 
I love to give. I have plenty to give all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. I do not fear. I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, the signing of spirit, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in any unforgiveness. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all of my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry in a rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My God, my husband is so wise. I cover him in the blood of Jesus. I cover his mind, his spirit, his soul, his body. I thank you, Lord God, you are making things effortless for him so that he can grow in grace in Jesus Christ. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends and God set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed coming in. Blessed coming out. Woo, thank you, Lord. Blessed in their deeds. Blessed when we come and blessed when we go. And all that we own is paid for. Oh, no man, nothing except to love him. Woo, back here in the morning. Live at five. Invite somebody in. Share the video. God is going to give us more revelation on keys. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to feel and live in heaven right here on earth. I love you so much. I wish you knew how much I loved you. Oh, I wish you knew how much I loved you. I love you so, so much. My God, I do. But can I tell you, I know we have a father that loves you even more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Back here, ladies, Bible study tonight. Um, Bible study tonight. Love you guys so much. See you later on. Love you. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, 
Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.